Right now, we say good morning to on the LegacyRetirementGroup.com phone line, president of Opportunity Ohio, and you can find him on Twitter, at Ohio Matt. Matt Mayer joining us this morning. Matt, good to have you back. Hey, good morning. How are you today? Hey, pretty good. Did you go for a run this morning or at least yesterday? Nice uh, weather. Yesterday, boy. yeah. Yesterday went out and, and, and hit the pavement, so it was good. S- six, seven, eight miles? Five. Five, okay. Hey, that's still so- It's more than what I did. That's solid. Hey, Matt, let's dive into the uh, Ohio governor's race, if you don't mind. Uh, you've been saying for a while that this is DeWine's race to lose. And we'll get to the, the gun law we just talked about in a little bit. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you while you were on hold is, is that kind of because as far as the race to lose, it's DeWine's to lose. Is that why DeWine decided, I'm not really interested in doing a, a debate for the primary? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, wh- why would he? He's up by, uh, you know, essentially 20, 22 points. Um, he's got way more money than anybody else. Um, so why put himself in a debate position where he's just going to have shots taken at him by Blystone and Renacy for an hour, two hours, um, when in, in maybe commit, a, commit an error? So he's, he's you know, uh, he's got a huge lead and he's just going to sit on it and you know, it's not surprising for him to, to make that decision. You know what I was a bit surprised about? Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't be, though, because I, I know he's gaining momentum with the grassroots effort. Blystone has moved ahead of Renacy. Surprised or not by that? Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, I think Blystone has been out there in the in the kind of, you know, hinterlands, kind of beating the bushes and, you know, pounding the pavement. And, you know, he's a, he's a true conservative, and I think that there's a, a – at least look 20 20 percent of ohioans who are looking for somebody like that and i think that's why you know pe- people see him in some something fresh new interesting and you know renacy's you know ran in 2018 and lost by six points to sheriff brown um yeah i think people wonder about his conservative credentials given some of his voting record issues in the in the house um so yeah i mean i think you know it, it, it's interesting because you know you, you think the guy had little money to kind of be that competitive but you know yeah he's in second place and you know by by more than uh, uh margin of error you know if you had a crystal ball and in politics you never know what will happen but dewine wins the primary he moves on to face his democratic opponent I, it still feels like he doesn't have much competition on the other side I, I, am i wrong on that or well look here's what's fascinating right the democratic polling has has cranley at 16 percent whaley at 60 percent and mm. undecided at 69 percent wow um it just just it goes to show you the lack of a true bench in Ohio when it comes to Democrats, uh, and so a lot of Democrats just don't see they have a dog in the fight on this one. You know, with less than two months to go, uh, you know, one of those two are they're going to rise above the other and become the opponent for Dewine, and they'll get more support because you know the the lockstep Democrats will get behind them, so they'll come in at forty forty two percent in the general. But again, I, I think odds odds are strongly in Dewine's favor to win re-election uh, come November. Matt Mayer is uh, the president of Opportunity Ohio, also our official political contributor on the show, and on with us every Thursday morning at this time. Who out of the two might give DeWine a bigger fight in your your thoughts? Oh, I think Nan Whaley. I mean, yeah. she's a woman, uh, so you know that that creates kind of a, a curveball, uh, you know, for for DeWine Hustetter, who you know essentially are two white guys to to kind of deal with with her, um, and so she could be interesting. Um, you know, mayor of Dayton. I don't think she has that good of a of a story to tell. You know, Dayton is not doing that well uh, compared to Cincinnati, uh, where Cranley is, and then Columbus, where of course Ginther is. But those those two cities are kind of recession proof. Um, 
and in, in, in Dayton would be far worse off if it didn't have right pad. I mean, Nan, Nan Whaley benefits from having a, a military base that is fairly significant and gets a whole lot of money, and therefore with it, you know, job creation contractors uh, that she has little to do with. Matt, you know, when it comes to Senate Bill 215 that was just passed into law, we kind of knew that Governor DeWine was going to get some pushback from the other side, gun control advocates, law enforcement organizations, especially after some of the things, you know, I know he's a politician, but after the Oregon District, uh, you know, tragedy a few years ago, your your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I think there's a long history uh, in Ohio for Republican governor candidates who essentially are, are very conservative on gun gun issues, uh, right-to-life issues, and education issues, uh, because it's a way for them to kind of buy off the base um, without having to kind of, you know, show, show the goods on jobs and, and taxes and the things that kind of hit people's pocketbook, because that's where the records are much weaker. Uh, so I wasn't surprised by the, the gun law stuff. I mean, it just aligns Ohio with what the Constitution is, which is not mm-hmm. to have a prior restraint yeah. on the right to bear arms. Uh, and I think that's kind of you know where a lot of states are headed anyway. Matt Mayer, President of Opportunity Ohio, is with us this morning. Matt, I know you, you do such a great job on following you know the, the jobs data, especially in Ohio. I've seen some states actually bounce back from this pandemic quite well when it comes to jobs. How about Ohio? Yeah, not so well. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, we are right now ranked 33rd in, in the U.S. for the recovery post-pandemic. Um, and, you know, so every year the Bureau of Labor Statistics does a massive revision uh, in February where they kind of scrub the data going back several years. This year they went back to January 2017 and all the months thereafter. So it, it, they adjusted some things. So, for example, our pandemic losses were revised down from about 275,000 losses to 250,000 losses. And then our 2021 job growth was revised down from about 109,000 uh, to about 99,000. So we missed hitting six figures by about 1,000 jobs. So when it when it comes to that, I mean, it, it, I mean, looking at these numbers, Matt, I mean, we have a huge deficit to try to come back from jobs-wise. Yeah, we're, we're, we are still more than half. Uh, half the jobs away from recovering the jobs in 2020 that were lost from the pandemic. And, and that's where, you know, you kind of, the 99,000 jobs we gained last year, you know, just yeah, put that into the perspective of those aren't like net new jobs, really. I mean, that's where recovery, those are jobs that once we were opened high back up, those jobs came back. Um, and so, you know, that's where we, we, since we're ranked so low in the recovery, we've got a ways to go before we get back to being above what we were in February of 2020 and the problem for Ohio, Brandon, is that in February 2020, we were still well below the peak jobs we had hit way back in March of 2000, um, when we had about 4.852 million uh, people in the private sector. So we're still well below that, uh, even if we get fully recovered from the pandemic, which which is going to take years uh, based upon the current trend rates. Matt, so I'm sure you've heard the Ohio Supreme Court striking down the third set of state house and Senate maps uh, late last night, uh, really ending any hope of a May 3rd primary, at least a, a major primary. It sounds like it's going to be split now. I, I'm not asking you to necessarily comment about the Ohio Supreme Court, but this gets kicked back to the commission again. What will it take to finally get this right? <laughs> well, I think you kind of have to talk about the House Supreme Court because I, it, it appears that what this really is is you know, Maureen O'Connor is essentially, you know, tying her, her last uh, year in office to, to the two Democrats 
or the three Democrats on the on the bench. So you know, by by virtue of doing that, uh, she's essentially telling the Republican House and Senate that she will not approve a plan that she deems to be. Uh, quote, fair, uh, which hits the representation numbers in Ohio. I think it's 54, 46 percent Republican Democrat. And that's, I guess, what she wants to see, um, which which is beyond what the Ohio Constitution requires. Uh, and it's certainly what lots of states aren't doing. I mean, you go to other states where California, New York, where you know the Republicans do not get anywhere close to their percentage of the vote in those states. So, you know, she's decided that that's what she's going to do. And this third this third smack back is really saying to the House and Senate and Governor DeWine, I'm not approving a plan that isn't as close to that that number uh, statewide number as possible. Yeah. So it goes back to the drawing board for a fourth time. Republicans are contending that Democrats uh, and those suing over these maps are moving the goalposts. Would you agree? Well, I just think it's it's. It's you know we, you got to follow the Constitution and and what the Supreme Court seems to be doing is going above that to try to find uh, an outcome that that they think is fair and you know this just gets into why it's so important to make sure you have folks on the bench that adhere to the actual language of the Constitution whether that's the Ohio Constitution or the U.S. Constitution. Boy, such a, a mess though. And by the way, uh, before we go, your piece. On China, I find interesting because, of course, this week, you know, we get word that Russia is asking for help from China. We know about their longtime relationship with each other. But there, I think there's there's a there's a deeper thing involved that you write about in your latest piece. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Like, you know, I think you know, people have to realize in the West, you know, China doesn't care what we think about what they do. I mean, they view history through a 5000 year lens You know, the West including, you know, Europe and North America is at best 2,000-year lens, and America is a 250-year lens. And for China, it's all about kind of their goal, which is to dominate uh, Asia and then eventually dominate the globe. And so whatever helps them in that movement uh, is, is what matters to them. And, and if they see the U.S. entangled in Europe, that keeps gives them breathing space with Taiwan and, and the South China Sea, and that's helpful to them. Uh, and so, you know, and they know they've economically kind of have us at this point over a barrel. Uh, you know, Donald Trump tried to change that by starting to try to get stuff shifted back away from China. But, yeah. you know, so many of our companies uh, and our our uh, uh, supply chains are tied to China right now that if China acted against us, it would really cause a fairly significant recession. And you, you see you see the great anecdote of this is the entertainment industry, right? They, they will kowtow to China. Uh, you say nothing about the Uyghurs at the same time they'll protest oh, yeah. Georgia for, for passing some voting rights bills, right? So you can see how much power China has because of its 1.3 billion consumers, right? It's it's access to 700 million cheap laborers. And then, you know, it's, it's you know, the, the, the their middle class and rich is, is larger, about 350 million. It's larger than the entire U.S. So when you think about luxury brands, travel, they're, they're enormously appealing to, 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 to corporate corporate America in a way that makes that makes it hard for our foreign policy to really deal with what they do on that kind of international scene. 